0: ghosts be fond of rhythm and booze? Well on today's episode of Holly Weird Paranormal we will talk about a few rocking ghouls as we cover the most haunted music studios in LA. Let's travel around our hood of North Hollywood and learn about the dynamic music recording past and possible specters of the Alley Recording Studios. From there, we can head over to the hills of Encino to learn about the music studio that was the inspiration of the horror film Studio 666, starring the Foo Fighters. And learn about the music studio that almost scared the Red Hot Chili Peppers away? Well, I guess we gotta record one spooky demo, right? So grab your amps, tune that guitar, pack some salt as we prepare to lay down one hell of a haunted track. And let's get Holly weird with the most haunted music studios in L.A. So let's rock on with these rocking ghouls.
1: Oh, hey. How are you doing, Bryce? I didn't see you there. <laughs> In your house.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm behind my boxes. Yeah,
1: girl. Uh,
0: did you see my makeshift uh, laptop stand?
1: I'm very here for it. It's very um, reduce, reuse, recycle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be turning them into coasters. Yes. They're the escrow paper.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, obsessed. That's hilarious. They're
0: Bible thick uh, it's it is like she thick yeah. but she's doing the trick
1: yeah that's all I, look thick girl summer i'm here for it
0: right thick paper summer i saw someone
1: <laughs> post today completely off topic what an intro but someone's like i'm having a miss piggy summer and i've never felt so fucking seen in my entire life i was like i've been living my miss piggy life but yes miss piggy <laughs> summer hell <laughs> yes so uh shout out to my friend jen because she posted that and i was like i feel very seen right now
0: yes yeah. 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 I feel that way too. Yeah. I always felt connected to her as well. Oh,
1: she is like my guiding light. She is self-involved and fabulous Mm -hmm. and like knows what she wants and uses violence to get it. And I'm (laughs) honestly I'm here for it.
0: Her hair and makeup are always done, so I was always here for it.
1: Actually, it's so funny to bring that up. My main criticism of the like modern Disney version of Miss Piggy is that her hair is not big enough.
0: Exactly. She
1: is still great, like the guy who does the puppeting and the animators and like the editors like everything that Disney does I really enjoy that the Halloween special I thought was great with Taraj. Oh uh, yeah. Henson like all of it living for it. The only criticism I have is that her hair is too flat. She needs like big drag queen proportion hair. I agree. I agree. This like flat middle part thing that they've got her going on, no.
0: She's millennial Muppet. Yeah,
1: she needs to have like flowing curls. Yes. So to the Disney executives that are listening (laughs) to this podcast. Dear Disney
0: executives, can we talk about Miss Piggy's hair for a bit? I have some opinions. Definitely. (laughs) Oh, we have a list of them, of course. Yeah, of course. But we also have a list of some pretty haunted music studios. Yes.
1: I love that segue.
0: (laughs) Don't you like it? I'm I'm like queen of segues right now. (laughs) I love it. New segue who dis? Mm. All right. It just so happened. We're going to talk about one, Bryce, that is literally right around the corner. I know, yeah. From our place here in North Hollywood. Yes. Can't you believe that?
1: I can, and I will.
0: So let's get into it. Are you okay? Do you have your coffee? I've got
1: my coffee. Yes. Second of the day, we're doing it.
0: New Fear Unlocked? Not yet? (laughs) Not yet, yes. (laughs) All right, guys. So we got haunted houses here in Los Angeles, even haunted castles, haunted cabins, haunted battlefields, haunted theaters. Haunted
1: exes.
0: (laughs) There you go. Haunted drag rats. Girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Haunted film studios and even haunted music studios. LA is the epicenter of music and film, of course. So what makes a music studio haunted? Could it be the emotions absorbed within the walls of the music booth, something that was conjured and manifested within the notes and bridges of the songs created by musicians and or producers? Or could it be the history that remains within its walls? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that a lot of these haunted studios were once used as private dwellings and homes. Mm. Take, for example, the rock band Black Sabbath, whom have famously resided in spooky castles while cutting their albums. As you do as you do bryce would you ever produce and star in a play that is uh within a haunted castle
1: um yes because art first do tell. yeah do art tell. first really hold so, on let me grab my coffee for this yeah, as I, I, <laughs> I, mean, yeah I would i have thought about that before where you're like oh would i do like haunted theater or like haunted film or any of those things like the answer ultimately is yes because like I'm obviously not in a position to like turn down work A (laughs) but also like art first so Mm -hmm. especially like when we were if you go back to our time at the Pasadena Playhouse. Yes. And like when we saw Lady in Black, first of all, what a like incredible production that was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like shout out to the whole team at Pasadena Playhouse because they really created like such a special event for that Halloween showing. Um and we were so like lucky and honored to be a part of that. But that show is honestly the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's so fucking terrifying.
0: And And it was so simple.
1: So simple. Like, it does the Hitchcockian method. Cockian. Oh, my God. (laughs) Price. My bad, my bad. Um, But it does (laughs) that thing where it leaves enough to your imagination that it's the most scary thing because you're filling in the gaps with what your fears are. And then they kind of provide the framework. It's just such a beautiful production. And... The girl yeah. that
0: played Woman in Black, oh, so iconic, so, so sweet. incredible, and
1: so sweet. I still follow her on Instagram. She's Me still Chloe. Me too, Chloe. I know. Yeah. Hey girl. Um But yeah, I would do that show because, as an actor, those parts are so juicy. The one character is playing every supporting role, and then mm-hmm. the narrator is like the main guy. It's just a three-person show, um, and I think there's an element where the technical demands of being in a production. Supersede that horror. Like it's scary for us as an audience because we don't know what's happening or what's coming next. Yeah. But as an actor, it's you're just suspense. hitting your you're hitting your mark. Yeah. Although caveat, sorry. The, what a tangent. Um, the caveat <laughs> to this. I know, never, no, I've never. never. I've never had a tangent. Do you think I'd like it?
0: What's mm, um, going on? You,
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you know that when they did the strangers with Liv Tyler? Um, Strangers, the neighbor, something like that, where she's like home alone, Yeah. And like, people in masks come. Oh my god, her I, house. Hate
0: I hate it. I loved it, but hated that movie.
1: So here's the thing: oh, they like did something that I think is like a little unprofessional, and like if I was her, I probably would have maybe responded a little bit angrier. But I think she's like a bit of a method actor, so mm-hmm. she kind of like went with it. But they would like lie to her and be like, "Okay, like you're gonna hit your mark." Uh, we're gonna start rolling Uh, after a couple seconds someone will knock on the window and you'll like respond and then they would have the actual like people either like come in different places or like they were basically just fucking with Liv Tyler the whole (gasps) shoot to like quote unquote get honest reactions from her and like first of all you're paying an actor to respond so like if you can't and Liv Tyler's a very gifted actor so like If you can't get the reactions that you need, then there's a deeper problem with the script or the production or whatever. The actor maybe, but again, she's a good actor. So it's like, you don't have to like fuck with actors to like get genuine reactions. You're paying someone to do a job. Right. Not to like fuck with them. So it's Mm -hmm. like this whole, again, you know me, I'm deeply not on the method. Mm -hmm. I hate that shit. And like Alfred Hitchcock, speaking of, used to do that. To his oh, actresses. Oh, 100 Specific. Oh, like, he, he was. He was terrible. To, like, bit tippy. of a sadist. Oh, my God. Horrible. He's like, I'm doing it to so, like, get genuine reactions. Like, well, you're not doing that to the men. Uh-uh. You're just doing that to the women. You're being abusive to the women. I don't know. It's just deeply problematic. So all of that to say, <laughs> yes, I would be in a Haunted Castle. Okay. Sorry to the, the, the you know, two listeners remaining.
0: On the contract, my art comes first. Mm-hmm. Possession second. Yeah. yeah. New Fear Unlocked third. Yeah. I'm getting the hell out fourth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, well, like, I'll wait until the check clears <laughs> and then I'll flee in terror. But, like, you got to get the coin, girl.
0: Exactly. Just as long as that check clears mm-hmm. and you get your paper, mm-hmm. all is good, right? 100%. Well, let's talk about these musicians yes. that um, unknowingly walked <sighs> into these places, not knowing that these places were haunted in Ooh. the very first place. Yes. All right. So, we're going to be talking about a few haunted recording studios here in Los Angeles that were produced. Um, and quite a few memorable albums that were produced mm-hmm. in those studios and have left musicians with not so great memorable experiences with the other side. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is just literally around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's the alley studios yes. located here in North Hollywood, California. Come on the valley.
1: Yes. I know
0: representing. So the music studio. The Alley Music Studios was first built, but it wasn't the studio. It was a. It was actually an office building. It was first built in 1943 and seven years later was taken over by a carpet and furniture store. Sure. Then finally, the Alley Studios was founded in 1965 and then expanded in 1973 and was home to some of the biggest musicians in history. So right around the corner, we had Michael Jackson producing over there, Frank Sinatra, Prince are the artists formerly known as Prince, Fleetwood Mac, Jimi Hendrix, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. And these are just some of the, just a few of the biggest names who have recorded there. Like two blocks away from mm. where we live and in an interview with ktla john strand the former owner of mm. the alley stated that the whole place is made of hit records you got everything from the eagles to little george to pat benatar mm. this is the place they actually wrote yeah. hotel california about Damn, isn't that crazy with the presence of high profile artists Mm -hmm. and the growth of the industry came the abundance of course of drug use, which led to an unfortunate string of overdoses that our friend come at me. Demon Zach Baggins of ghost adventures Mm -hmm. had stated had occurred as early as 2018. Wow. Mm -hmm. So in 2018 Baggins took his crew and his show, the ghost adventures show to investigate LA's alley studios Mm -hmm. And there they found a ghost of a person who was murdered by the facility's head of operations. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Damn. pretty bad. Oh, yeah. So this is their claim. Mm-hmm. All right. The studio is rumored to be haunted by a dark entity because we have to have, right. you know, this character um, coming in stage left as right. the dark totally. demonic entity. Right.
1: Like it's never like a sweet... Like Old lady. No, well, I mean, it's never someone from like the mid-2000s who's like, do you right? want to listen to Britney? <laughs> That's like, not so, again, sorry. I'm so sorry for all the tangents. <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee. But one of my favorite things about <laughs> our haunted school episode, The yeah. House, is that that, uh, the little girl... Entity spirit that's there in the dorms mm-hmm. is such an anomaly in the ghost hunting community because it's always like you're saying it's always something nefarious, which there is something quite nefarious in those dorms too. But this particular entity, if you listen to that episode, she's quite young, she's quite precocious, she's really amiable to the women that are living there. She listens to like Miley Cyrus, right? <laughs> and it's just such like a different. Experience it makes me believe it more because right it's always the shadow man it's always an 1800s haunted child with a doll like those things are archetypal now at this point I want to see a
0: ghost with a members only jacket please maybe some Nike Dunks I don't know
1: like a hundred percent because they we know they exist like they have to.
0: And I know they are. It's just that we want to hear... We want
1: to hear the big, scary... Yeah, totally.
0: Shadow man. And or shadow person. And we talked about this demon. a
1: couple episodes ago. Like yeah. When you're producing a television show, Oh. Mm-hmm. it's very archetypal. Like You really have to deliver each episode the thing that people are tuning in for. I'm not trying to say that it's not real... Mm-hmm. But you can certainly create a narrative to fit your show, exactly. Versus the opposite, and again, I have nothing against Zach Baggins. Obviously, like no, no, because he did something lie. really good, and yeah. he was
0: he he brought paranormal yes. to the mainstream. And like that's can't, what it, like, it was. Take
1: that away, like he's totally pioneered so many things. But he also answers to the producers of the show, the producers, included. and what the audience wants yeah. to hear. So, yeah. a, a, of course, of course, <laughs> there's a dark. Villainous entity
0: And maybe there
1: really is who knows but Well
0: yeah I mean there is a good reason You know these are just claims but Mm. I mean he brings up The fact that um, there were drug Overdoses that occurred inside and Outside the building Mm. because if you think of it North Hollywood back in the day Was not a nice place Even back in
1: our day When I first moved to the valley in like 2011 Is that right? Yeah there was a very hard line in my mind of where I would live within the valley because I was like, if you go much further, you're not safe. Like, you're it's not. not a good area. And now, like where I live now, I would have never. Oh yeah, lived. I was too scared.
0: Van Nuys and used then you, to be van nasty, and, and now then you it's nice. You're like, I live wherever
1: the fuck I can. <laughs> you know? like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> but it's just that thing of like. Even in our time, mm-hmm. the values gentrified so aggressively. I can't even imagine. Oh, like in the 70s, my girl.
0: Gosh, it was, you couldn't set foot here. Mm. It was really bad. And you know what's really funny? Get this. Okay, I don't know if you followed mm. the American Horror Story mm-hmm. seasons, but for uh, all of you I, I'm guys, like off and on. Yeah. Okay, for all of you listeners out there, you remember the first season of yes. Murder House. Ugh. Okay, so when um, you go deeper into the season, the couple that buys the mm-hmm. house, they kind of approach the agent. They they pretty much you know, yell at her and they are like, hey, you sold us a haunted house that right. all these murders occurred in. How come you didn't disclose this? Mm-hmm. And she gets all mad. She's like, well, why did you put it on blast on television? They're trying to confront this agent and the agent gets so fed up that um, she's like, you know what's happened to me? I've lost my license. I lost my job and now I gotta live in a rundown studio in Valley Village.
1: The shade. <laughs> Those little... Ryan Murphy, you monster! I know. How dare he?
0: So while they're confronting this real estate agent, she like puts down our little neighborhood of Valley Village. I like
1: Valley Village. How and now they? you can't even afford no, to live here. Valley you Village gotta is like make way too nice for us.
0: You have to make one point five million dollars mm-hmm. a year to afford a house that's worth like what seven hundred to one point five million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The chaos. It's it's real. Hilarious. It's thick here. Okay, so we have this dark entity, we have drug overdoses, and now it's also rumored to be haunted by the former proprietor Bill Elkins. Oh, wow. Who they claim still roams around the property, and there are also claims that the studio is possessed by spirits of many many cats.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't know where that sentence was going, but that is not where I thought it was going. Oh, yeah. Okay. Court of Demon Cats. Nice. Yeah. Very A lot of cats. Yeah, okay. There's
0: a lot of cats around here, too. Just Mm -hmm. saying. Right. (laughs) But there's a lot of ghost cats around there. Huh. And unfortunately... You know how the story goes here in L.A. You're here one day and gone the next. Nothing can save a place, especially with the amount of history that has occurred there. As of January of 2020, the Alley Studios closed its doors permanently. Groups of people tried to save it, and it just, you know.
1: So many places during the pandemic just didn't make it. It just didn't
0: make it. Money rules a lot of things around here, Mm -hmm. so... Developers came in, built an Amazon fresh and unaffordable housing Mm -hmm. because nothing says LA like unaffordable housing. Well, and that's (laughs)
1: the thing is that like the developers in the city are so voracious. Yeah. There's no protection for like historical, like it's such a young city anyway. So our history, you know, we're talking like maybe the 1910s, like not very old in the history of the world aspect Mm -hmm. and yet there's just no regard for it doesn't matter that this is like an iconic studio historical
0: it's really sad yeah it doesn't matter it does not matter and you know what else is gonna go away too? the viper room and we hope i know if you google the the new plans for the viper room Mm -hmm. guys it's unrecognizable
1: are they keeping it as like An entertainment venue or is it turning into...
0: Might turn into a mall.
1: Jesus Christ. So what they're
0: going to do is do some eateries and malls in the bottom and have... like Kind of like what they do here off of Lancashire and what they did with the alley. Like It's an Amazon fresh in the bottom and then above it is just these condos that are... I don't even know if they're condominiums. I think there might be luxury apartments to lease for... $3,200 $3,200 right. a month. No one can afford it. Yeah. Empty apartments everywhere. Exactly. So it's it's really, really sad. I know, I mean, the strip in West Hollywood is not going to look the same. It Sunset. Yeah. It's already unrecognizable. It already is. I, I do know that the Whiskey Go Go, they cannot touch. Mm. And they tried right. to dip their toe in that pool and they're like, mm-mm, we're protected. You can't. Yeah. You cannot come near us. But this is the We've
1: talked about this so many times, but it's like LA in general has such a gentrification problem. I yeah. say as like a white transplant here like i have no right to be saying this but like ultimately this city is willing to sell any amount of soul or flavor that it has yeah because ultimately like we don't have a system in place to protect anything that isn't profitable and it's just like it's so disappointing it
0: really is that like
1: you know the uh there's just so many places that just didn't survive. And, like, look, ultimately, we, like, the pandemic was hard on everything. And I'm not like crying for landlords or realtors or any of those things. But, like, when you're losing these places that have like history from our city. And replacing them with like a fucking Whole Foods, like it's just so yeah, whitewash. And again, like it's coming from me, a white person, like I see it happening.
0: Oh, I see it happening when I go right, to New Orleans. I'm not
1: from here, you know what oh, I mean? Oh like, yeah, I can't like people who like grew up here with like their families and their it's history. It's really sad. Like, how do you have roots in a city that like refuses to protect its heritage? Like it's just.
0: You know, New Orleans is like that, mm-hmm. too. I, if you guys know about Treme mm. in New Orleans, I, I, it's it's not even what it used to be now. I see yeah. a lot of white, no offense, a lot of white people there. Yeah, People complaining about music being played in a city where it thrives. Right. <laughs> it's well, unbelievable. But
1: this is like the price that gentrification requires is yeah. that, like it be safe for oh, yeah. white sensibility. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, obviously... Again, like, we're the benefactors of that in some ways, and that's, like, not a great feeling, but, like, you feel that you have a right to something that was not built on your blood, sweat, and tears, or, like, your family's history, mm-hmm. and then you, like, try and change it to make it comfortable for you. Like, it's just a very insidious kind of cycle that we're trapped yeah, in.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that. It's, like, it's, a vicious little is. cycle.
1: And then it's, like, you know, ugh. Sorry. Uh, I'm in a mood <laughs> Rant today. number two, yeah, number three. I think I'm on like five <laughs> yeah. at this point. But again, it's like this thing. Well, part of it is that, um, you know, we have elections, quite important elections, this upcoming Tuesday. For oh, yeah. I've been researching. And so I'm just like very touchy about like the future of this city in general. Like Me too. the The person who is at the helm matters. It's not the most important thing. Like, your local elections will always impact you more than any kind of, like, gubernatorial, national, senatorial. Any of those are not as important as, like, your local elections for your everyday life. But it does matter. And it's just, like, this weird, like, I don't even know where we are. Like, this weird turning point where it's, like we have to decide like if we will actually put someone in power who will try and effect actual change or someone who will just continue to be like a shill for the system and i'm not talking about like left versus right i'm talking about like the way the system insulates and protects itself like they just this happened when i was back home in ohio uh, nina turner was running for the senate seat in the cleveland district or the congressional seat excuse me and again uh, I'm not trying to be, like, super political, but just, like, watching the amount of money that the Democratic Party spent to keep the Democratic incumbent versus Nina Turner, who's quite progressive, mm-hmm. it's very disheartening, because it's like, you know, in California, you have to be registered with a party, or it's just much easier to be registered with a party. It's yeah. so, like, I'm a registered Democrat, but I don't agree with everything the Democratic Party. In fact, I agree with very same little that the here. party does, because the party... I'm the, the same party, way. I feel the same way. The party exists to protect the system of power and the two party system has always existed for that in this country where it's like oh vote democrat and like right but you're just like dissipating the energy of revolution Mm -hmm. yeah by like saying we're different you're not different like you're just not Mm -hmm. and again I'm, i'm so sorry to turn this into like political hour but it's just very jarring because these mayoral candidates specifically there are some quite progressive candidates that i really like that are not probably going to win I remain optimistic that they could pull it out but like the, the front runner is just like another white billionaire man That's, sponsored I was, I was by about like to the say police that. department I was
0: about to say money yeah and again money like, comes in and takes over it's just
1: really disheartening like we're yeah. just never gonna see reform in any kind of like meaningful way if we just keep putting the same kind of person in power over and over and over again and then like scratching our heads being like why isn't it better? Like, well, you know, there, it, again, I'm so sorry <laughs> well, to make this like political rants with Bryce, but it's just, it's very on my mind because the election is here. So all of that to say, I'm sad that the studio doesn't
0: exist anymore. <laughs> what a segue. Oh, but no, God. If you think about it, it goes way deeper. Yes. It really does. And we've talked about many mm-hmm. structures here, structures full of history that mm-hmm. have gone away. And it sucks because that I mean, like the song from the musical Cabaret always comes mm-hmm. to mind. Money makes the world it go does round. So. Tears down historical documents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that money verse. Makes yeah, the world go but it round. really it's money, so
1: true, money, money, money. especially in a city like LA. Like, yeah, there's so I mean, Los Angeles has a higher GDP than a most states. B than some small countries like. I think we're like the top, we're in like the top 10 economies in the world. Like, that's so fucking stupid. (laughs) But it's because there's so much money in the entertainment industry music and movies and television, all that stuff that's just flowing through constantly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, money does speak very loudly here and everywhere else. Oh, yeah. But everything's for sale. Everything is for sale. Yes, everything
0: has a price tag. Sad. It really is.
1: Well, good thing we solved all the world's problems.
0: Well, this place also, (laughs) yeah, this place also had uh, a price tag on it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about another haunted studio. So this one is 4670 Encino Drive Mm -hmm. in Encino, California. And um, this studio is called Studio 666. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So if you guys are Foo Fighter fans, yes. then you're going to love this story. So according to NME.com Rolling Stone and Rollingstone.com, mm-hmm. Foo Fighters' COVID-delayed 10th album, yes. Medicine at Midnight was recorded in this haunted studio in Encino. So Dave Grohl states in NME.com, that he was besieged by paranormal activity Well trying Dave. To, no, we to we have to protect him at all costs. I know. This guy no, has had so many paranormal encounters. So... No, not
1: toka. <laughs> no, they... not they... no, Dave.
0: <laughs> no, not toka, so, no, course... Dave. No, not Dave.
1: My Duolingo is going great.
0: <laughs> I'm very proud. <laughs> all right. So according to Dave Grohl, when we walked into the house, I knew vibes were off. But the oh. sound was Fucking on mm-hmm. all the guitars would be detuned. We would open up a pro tool sessions and uh, tracks would be missing. There were some tracks that were put in that um, we didn't put in there. Whoa. Roll approached the building's landlord to inquire about its past. And he was told, but asked to sign an NDA as the house was on the market.
1: Oh, weird. So
0: get this, the group attempted to document the paranormal phenomenon with a Nest Cam, very smart, Love it. to take a video or to take footage of the studio when they weren't there. So originally mm. they were supposed to stay there, like they were supposed to live and knock out oh, this album. Yeah. That's how, that's why a lot of these yes. studios are houses or mansions, or the whole premise of having these places there with mm-hmm. studios is to fly singers and musicians and groups in so they could stay there for a couple months yeah. record well and, and especially
1: leave. like when the inspiration strikes you at like 4 a.m
0: exactly you're
1: in the studio like, oh yeah you don't have to worry about like driving opening something up getting in. it's already there mm-hmm. it's already many many late night recording sessions
0: yeah that's the it's whole purpose a- of one-stop it one-stop shopping exactly So they have to sign this NDA. Mm. They bring in a Nest Cam. And then they started to see things on Mm, the Nest Cam that they couldn't explain, according to Dave. He took it to the homeowner who detailed the house's illustrious past. But Grohl won't say what he found out. I had to sign Mm. a fucking non-disclosure agreement with the landlord because he's trying to sell the place, he said. So I can't give away what happened there in the past. But these multiple occurrences happened over a short period of time and made us finish the album as quickly as we could. Damn. Miraculously they finished the recording and got out of there. So they only recorded 9 songs on the album and they dipped. Damn. They couldn't stay there any any longer. So in another article too, his bandmates stated that the house felt off and there were times where they would feel as though someone was following them around the house. One of his members even said that you just never felt alone in a room. It always felt like Mm. someone was in the room with you or watching you from the entrance. So it was really, really weird. You can Google the house and it looks (laughs) exactly like a Disney haunted mansion. It's really, really creepy looking. Um, I'm sure everyone is thinking if this was the inspiration for the film Studio 666. And the answer Mm. is yes. Oh, my God. So Dave was approached by writers to write the horror film Studio 666 based off of his experiences in the house. And of course, it was going to star the Foo Fighters Mm -hmm. as themselves. And to top everything off, the cherry on this paranormal cake was that they shot the film out of that house? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So Damn. I'm wondering if the film crew mm. had to sign NDAs yeah. as well. I'm really curious to know if any one of them had experiences.
1: Well, especially once you bring production into it, they probably did have to sign NDAs just because the movie has to come out now too. Yes.
0: To not talk about to the not film, talk, yeah. But not. But I'm wondering if there was a separate one to not talk about.
1: The this is the thing house. with NDAs. It's like. You you, you oh toe the line, yeah. but you have to be careful because the the caveat to this is like we talked about in our last episode. You are required to in California notify potential buyers of the histories of yeah the locations. So it's like this weird like you can't talk about it, but then the buyers and potential buyers have to be informed. So then like when does that NDA become invalid?
0: Right. It's, you gotta
1: love NDAs.
0: Yeah. If you just do your homework on them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there are loopholes. Yeah,
1: Get a lawyer. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> I tried even researching the house. I know that the house was mm-hmm. built in 1938, I think. And it went through several hands, mm-hmm. but I can't find anything else on mm-hmm. it. So if any of you guys... Or historians or researchers want to go out there and research four six seven zero Encino Drive. We'd be happy to know, or, you know what know, just happened there. Give
1: Dave Grohl our number. Yes,
0: and we could talk to we'll him. We'll just like
1: ask him directly. Investigative journalism and uh, maybe have some cocktails with him or something.
0: Exactly. And rest in peace to his drummer Taylor Hawkins, oh, God, who passed away. So sad. So sad. My husband is a drummer too, and mm. he was so. Taken back by that loss. So unexpected.
1: Not that anyone's death isn't difficult, but that one really affected a lot of people.
0: It really did, because he was too young. Gone too soon. Yeah. Rest in peace, Taylor. Okay, the next one is called... This is my favorite story. Mm. This is the mansion located here in Hollywood, California. And this is located off of 1918 Laurel Canyon. Mm. So it's in the canyons. And according to Fader.com and (laughs) Grunge.com... This was Errol Flynn's former home, Whoa. one of his many former right, homes, because right. Homeboy owned so many homes right. to do his dirty, dirty deeds. Uh, if no. you guys know anything about Errol Flynn, he was a part of all that dark, crazy right. Hollywood shit, man. The guy was not, no he was bu- not bueno. No bueno. Okay. No bueno. No me toques Errol Flynn. Girl, no. There's a reason why he was in like Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah. All right, so the house was later bought by production titan Rick Rubin, who was responsible mm. for producing the Beastie Boys, those old so and so's, Lincoln Park, Lord, Young mm. Thug, Slipknot, and System of a Down. System of a Down represent Los Angeles; they're from here. Just also, to name a I few. I love that you
1: like named all those. And, like my gay ass is like Lord. Oh my, oh my god. god! It's Wait, pride. Whatever. Slippy
0: naughty. It's pride. I get a pass.
1: <laughs> You're like, listen, all these great bands. I'm like, oh, my God, Lord. Whatever. She's a great artist. How dare you?
0: No, she's is, really good.
1: I love her. I'm obsessed with her. How
0: old was she when she recorded her first her song?
1: first one, she was, like, 15. Teen. I think she said she wrote it when she was, like, 13 or 14. That's
0: amazing. Some
1: people are just geniuses, and it's really fucking annoying. Yeah,
0: I just learned that um, because of Stranger Things, everybody's mm. now listening to the new King- <laughs> song. I'm like, guys.
1: I know, but I kind of love it. I was just saying to my roommate this morning...
0: Uh, no, it's a good song.
1: Yeah, oh, a hey, Kate it's Bush is so this, iconic. Like, it's just
0: that it was used in many other films and But shows. this is the thing.
1: So, look, no spoilers. Uh, you can say whatever you want about Stranger Things. A lot of people feel like it's not as good as it was the first season, et cetera. Oh, et cetera. I love this season. Oh, girl, I love this season, too. Oh, yeah. I hate having to wait till July, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You can disparage Stranger Things all you want. I personally love it. But it still culturally is different deeply significant because Kate Bush is trending on literally every single chart and streaming service right now. Yeah. Because they play one song from one album in one episode. Do not tell me that like Stranger Things is not like a cultural moment because it has such power right now in the zeitgeist. Oh, absolutely.
0: Like TikTok. TikTok does the same thing that could happen with like Fleetwood Mac. Right, exactly. So Mm -hmm. it's just like
1: you can say whatever you want. I personally think this is an excellent season. I cannot wait until July. But also, like, the fact that everyone's like, oh, my God, have you heard this song by Kate Bush? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Let me tell Thank you how you. old I am.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. But, God, what a good song. Ugh. No, it's
0: brilliant. I'm happy for her. Yeah, I'm really happy. I love her so much. Yeah, it's a great song. Are you running up that hill?
1: I Always. always. constantly,
0: mm-hmm. And then I have to stop. <laughs> oh, <I'm, laughs> take a break. I'm
1: deeply out of breath.
0: All right. So, the first record to be recorded At the Mansion was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mm. 1991 breakthrough album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And if you guys have never listened to this album, we cannot be friends. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, this this album slapped when I was young. It's so of the era, And growing up with this album, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, They're talking about other things. Totally. Things that I cannot wrap my head around. Right. (laughs) What are they doing under the bridge? <laughs> yes, uh, prayer. A lot of things. A lot of things. <laughs> so the sessions for said record were very odd to say. Mm. Drummer Chad Smith was so unnerved he refused to sleep over. Flea reported seeing a shrouded figure, Oof. but the best account comes from their guitarist John. Um, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Frusciante, who had a wild and erotic. Ah. Experience with a spirit. So, according to John, he tells the Interview magazine, found via Rolling Stone, that he heard sounds of a ghostly woman engaged in sexual activity. She was in with Flynn. That's all I can say. Here's the thing:
1: <laughs> I feel like I would believe it more. You're telling me, like, let's just for one example. Look okay, at, okay. Look at the footage of the Beatles. Right. And the effect that they had on their fans. Or right, any musician. Right. You have throws of, like, manic screaming mm-hmm. hordes of fans. You're telling me that the, not one of these recording artists doesn't have, like, a psycho ghost fan, stalker? I mean... Come on.
0: That... That is a really good That has theory.
1: to happen.
0: That... that has that to is really. Like, I would, I, you know.
1: Right, so if you're snaps, like, oh, respect. I
0: yeah, I, I, I could see that.
1: I could too. Right, it's right. like they're this obsessed with them, and I, we have people that we know personally, who their love of X Y Z celebrity is like their entire personality. Oh yeah, and like respect. We all have something that we have to love, but like that would transfer to the afterlife. So I just I can imagine. I agree that some of these bands would be seen like oh god ghost fan that's Sexy a really
0: good right like hypothesis look at like. me hot look taking at the paranormal i am so proud of you <laughs> I, know. I know look at me call Zach baggins
1: he's <laughs> like who the hell are these people
0: you should be invited to star on the show, uh, what is it, Conjuring Kesha?
1: Oh, my God, yes.
0: Oh, I knew about that show before yes. it was going to come out. I
1: know. It's so crazy. Well, we were just, it's so funny because we were just talking about, like, celebrities who have started to dabble in Oh yes. paranormal.
0: Oh, yeah. So I know someone who worked on the show. Nice. And they were very excited about it, Aww. and they really had a good time. They are like, she's very open-minded. Yeah. She's legit. She has had a lot of things. Yeah. Her and her family well, a lot. I think when you're, lot.
1: you're that, like, I think she's a very open soul. Yes. Who's very, like, searching. She seems like a very yeah. open searcher. That would lead you toward that path. So well, I she's totally also a musician, that. too. Yeah. We talked about They're how musicians spiritual. are very spiritual and yes. very
0: open. And how, like, you know, they can communicate and yeah. manifest something through their words, totally. through their their tunes, their notes and everything. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Plus she has her podcast, uh, Kesha and the Creepies. Hilarious. And she has invited so many people who've had experiences and other professionals mm-hmm. that are in the field too wow. to really help her understand more about the paranormal and the supernatural.
1: And she'll be guest starring on our podcast next week. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited. Kesha,
0: <laughs> I promise you I'll be in my new townhouse. I know, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. Okay, so um, get this too. Mm-hmm. So Red Hot Chili Peppers took a photo that ended up in their album packaging. In it, they're standing on a little bridge at the front of the house of the mansion. So next to the band floats another more mysterious wisp of an entity that they claim could be a a part of the mansion. This is what they claim. The photographer only noticed it once he developed the photo. Um, I don't have the album. I have it in my old house in new orleans right yeah i have to find it but if anyone has that album the physical one if you can find Mm. that picture i want to see it again okay so what's the mystique within the walls of the mansion well quite a few legends and these are just legends and it was rumored that harry houdini used to practice his magic acts in that location there were other rumors that he lived in in that house Mm. um but it turns out that harry houdini had owned a house right around the corner oh, from okay. where the mansion was. And get this, here's a little LA history. Ooh. Beneath the mansions in Laurel Canyon are all these massive tunnels that connect from one house to the other. Oh, The one in the mansion's basement was maybe 15 or 20 feet high and went straight out into the mountains into the pitch black Darkness.
1: That is some bootlegger shit if I ever heard of it. Well, it was, yeah. yeah.
0: So Rick Rubin's publicist, Heidi Robinson Fitzgerald, saw it once. It was freaky, she said. In the 1920s, she says that there was a liquor store in Mm. Laurel Canyon that used to deliver alcohol through the tunnels. As rich peoples and celebrities moved in, the tunnels Mm. have since been closed. So, of course, like in downtown, there's all those tunnels because prohibition course laurel canyon this was like their prohibition doordash kind of thing (laughs) as you do how do you doordash alcohol in the 1920s yeah Mm -hmm. damn so full body apparitions yes so system of a down are recording in the mansion and heidi the publicist is there too organizing interviews and photo shoots Mm. at the house one day she arrived early before everyone and she started to set things up. She sat down in the dining room facing the grand winding staircase with her back to the entryway. And then she felt something behind her, by her back. The feeling grew stronger. It wasn't bad or anything, but it was obvious and it grew where it was so intense that I felt like something was standing right behind me, she says. Nothing was there. Instead, an apparition appeared in front of her. Oh, my God. The ghost of a woman dressed in all white walking down the stairs. There was no breeze in the house, but whatever she was wearing was floating in the wind. And then Yes, she, Beyonce, I wind know. machine. Come on, girl. I know. I look, I if you're look. a ghost,
1: you need to have a wind machine. Mm-hmm. That's just science.
0: I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. all in me. Yeah, it's I mean, all about on. the
1: drama. Look,
0: if I was a ghost going down the staircase, a grand staircase oh, yeah. in a flowy white dress, bitch, you better be playing. 100%. I'm every woman. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Just science.
1: <laughs> this is paranormal science, people. Hard hitting.
0: Exactly. And my hair better be high to oh, the heavens. Same. I need volume in my hair yes. in my afterlife.
1: Otherwise, I'm not. I, I just don't want to be dead. I then. don't want
0: to. If I, God forbid, I look like the Grudge. No, no,
1: absolutely God, not. God,
0: no. Get, We're gonna have some problems. Get that
1: girl a hair dryer. <laughs> That's all she needed. She just needed a little hair dryer, <laughs> a little Brazilian blowout. She would have been fine. She just needed help. Would anyone help her? No. Come on. Oh my. Women supporting women. <laughs> you go. In the, dare, in the afterlife, hello.
0: I'm a medium. Yes, but I'm also <laughs> a hairstylist,
1: Yes, look, I'm honestly shocked that that show hasn't been produced yet. I know. If Teresa Caputo can do what she's doing, I know. Well, come on, come
0: on, <laughs> take notes, guys. Mm-hmm. I know some of you guys in Discovery are listening to this, uh,
1: right? They're like, <laughs> I
0: already have proof that you guys do. <laughs>
1: they're like sending us a cease and desist. Like, how dare there you talk you. about our new show? But
0: really, let's talk more about <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Haunted Hive or something.
0: <laughs> okay, so. According to Heidi, like, this woman comes down the stairs. She's looking flawless in her white. There was no breeze in the house, but whatever she was wearing was floating in the wind, and then she stopped. Heidi isn't sure if the woman saw her or Mm. not, but she turned around and sashayed away right back up the stairs. So who is the woman in white? No one knows. However, there is another weird legend attached to the mansion, and this is just legend. Okay, so the house was once owned by a wealthy man who had a son, and during a lavish party, the son, on a balcony 30 feet above the ground, got into a spat with his lover and pushed him, sending the other boy over the edge. The boy died from the fall, and the father is said to have spent through... All of his fortune, helping his son avoid a prison sentence. And Jesus. from then on, the house was cursed.
1: Yeah, fuck rich people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cursed to the rich. Yeah. But not Rick Rubin, because a lot of memorable albums came out of that sure. house. Come on. Now, while staying at the mansion in 2003, the Mars Volta saw several mm. doors opening and shutting on their own. Damn. The nine-piece metal band Slipknot reported experiencing a number of unusual events while living there during the recording of their album, Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. Drummer Joey Jordanson claimed to have had an unsettling experience where every night around 4 a.m. his bedroom door would open and close by itself. Let me sleep. Another another account of doors. Also, singer Corey Taylor took pictures of two orbs, this is what he claims, mm. hovering near the thermostat in his room that changed the temperature. So Corey would state, look, I would see these two glowing lights by the thermostat and they would change the temperature. If I was a homeowner, mm-hmm. bitch, it better yeah. stay at this, like, 71. Yeah. 71, if right? I, if
1: I wake up sweating, <laughs> there's going to be, I'm going to have hands. I'm going to have words. And they are going to be holy water and sage, because we're going to have a problem.
0: I'm going to give you my Venmo, because yeah. you're going to have to drop some right. paper. That's right, yeah. Sirs, madams.
1: I think we've talked about this before, but I would let a ghost haunt me if it was like a cold spot during the summer.
0: Seriously, I needed like one last a, week. Yeah.
1: So, oh so like that's my line apparently. Like, I was sweating
0: I... so bad in this apartment I thought I saw Girl. the devil in the corner. Like I was so
1: mad. <laughs> he, even he's like it's a little hot Hot, in here. I
0: know. Like, he's like bitch I'm gonna leave. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that sounds right. Can you take me with you? Yeah, Never mind. truly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um System of a Down Guitars. Darren Malakian also said that every day Around four o'clock, his amp tubes would act up strange. Whoa! So there are a lot of occurrences. Even Lincoln Park members had occurrences yeah. happen to them. People felt very odd and off in the mansion. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, the more musicians that would come in and out of this mansion, and manifesting anything with right. their sounds, with their energy, right. could have catapulted this energy from. Well,
1: a- and it's just a lot of occurring. commotion in general. Like it's just it's stirring up the energy because it takes exactly. a lot of people. It's not just the band. like It takes a lot of people in and out, especially some of these big bands, like their publicists, their managers, mm-hmm. the crew, the musicians, the band itself, all the tech, all the producers. Like That's a lot of people
0: oh, stirring true. Stylists. up energy. Yeah. Look, I have styled musicians when mm-hmm. I first moved to LA. I worked with Jane's Addiction. Oh, yeah. I worked with uh, Cypress Hill. Oh, wow and who else who else who else i mean there's a slew of them yeah. oh ice cube and i loved it yeah every second i love their energy I know. but yes there's just so much the going on yeah. it is so I'm um, there's so many people that i would have to talk to and go through just to change a belt or a pair of socks yeah ridiculous so yeah i <laughs> yeah i get it and i couldn't even like imagine how it is like recording right it's again, it's
1: like if these places were originally like homes that's that energy is very different than like a domicile you know what i mean like it's a lot of chaos like imagine your actual home people coming in and out like that you'd be annoyed you'd be frustrated but can you get out of my space again wild conjecture on my part can we turn
0: the tables okay i would love to be a ghost in this in this house yes because I want to be the first one to hear all the jams. Coming yeah, out of if you're like album. a huge
1: music fan, yeah. then like that would be an ideal situation. But like, what if you're like a little grandma ghost who just wants to like knit?
0: Oh, I would knit, and then if they're doing <laughs> drugs, if they're doing drugs, Scold I would them. no, I would switch the drugs out for vitamins. Look at you! I know, oh like take God. your vitamins, bitches, from the beyond. Come on, I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> let's not make. Let's not expand the twenty three club. Yeah. All right. Truly. True. True. All right. Hold up. We need pick me up Bryce mm. uh, clink clink let's uh, take a well-needed shot uh, yes not that type of shot well an well, elixir yes by magic mind Hi. I started drinking these green shots and I love them they help me so much every morning I get up and I'm very creative mm. I feel more like a go-getter I usually drink them in my car yeah. or while I'm walking me in mm. our little pocket yeah and they're perfect for packing and perfect for traveling. Yes. And they've helped me with my process of moving out of this apartment yeah. and writing, you know, stuff for our show. Mm-hmm. And I know they've helped you with your productions, right? Well, that's
1: the thing that's so crazy is like, you, we talk obviously a lot. We, we drink a lot of caffeine. Oh, we, we're, we're high on the oh scale. My God, but that's yes. actually not kind of what this is. It's not like an energy shot, it's no. not like a, uh, Energy drink. Yeah. It's not giving you that like jittery, jolty, kind of like manic coke energy. That's not what this no. is. This and I've is tried like, those and I yeah, never we again. All have like desert times. <laughs> we all have to like do what we have to do. But right. that's like that's the thing that I like about this so much. Cause I, as you mentioned, I'm at like a high but hard caffeine threshold. Like if I go over either later in the day or drink too much or like have more caffeine than like what I'm used to, that's it. I'm not going to sleep. So that's not what this is. Cause mm-hmm. like I can't really afford any more caffeine in my life. No. And so this, what I found with magic mind is that it's like a, not giving me the jitters, but be just like the most focused version of myself,
0: Exactly. which is like
1: what I need. Ironically it came into our lives at such an opportune time. I've been helping a friend who, with their kids um I've basically been remember, yeah I've been yeah. playing Manny basically I'm like, picking <laughs> up and dropping off from school and as someone who myself does not have children I'm sort of in awe of like the juggling that people have to do to manage their children's schedules like it is no joke like shout out to any of our listeners who have parents because i I honestly don't know how y'all do it i don't
0: know either and i helped my sister with her kids too it is insane
1: so i've been doing it for just these past couple weeks and i'm not even like full-time like helping out i'm just picking up or dropping off Mm -hmm. picking up and then like an hour maybe of homework help and then like they're back and then that's good so i'm like all in maybe three hours a day and I'm like tapped out and they're the nicest, most well-behaved, sweetest, cutest kids. So like, again, I'm in like a best case scenario and I was like barely making it. And so again, like we talk how often about like things happen at the right time, drinking this magic mind. Again, I'm not trying to say that it's like a magic cure-all but I definitely felt like up to the task when it was required of me to be like my most on focused self in a situation that I am deeply unfamiliar with. I have no experience with children as an adult. Like I have friends who have kids, that's it. And yet feeling capable and focused and like present in a way that like I do not feel from just like the copious amounts of caffeine that I'm drinking.
0: It's been really helpful. Yeah. This has a lot of great ingredients. Mm-hmm. Let me read a couple of these ingredients real quickly. Mm-hmm. It has matcha. Love it. Matcha helps you stay focused. Adaptogens, it has ashwanga, turmeric to help mm-hmm. decrease stress and also inflammation. It has nootropics like lion's mane mushrooms. Mm-hmm. That boosts blood flow and cognition, and of course, it is lightly sweetened with honey. Yeah,
1: and it's like uh, they all say this, but like it's legit good. It's, it's really not like good. I'm not like choking it down.
0: <laughs> like you're, you're not like yeah, oh. no, it's not something
1: that like I take a lot of vitamins and supplements, and I have to like with a lot of the things that I take, I have to be very careful when I take them, or I will throw up. Like I have a very weak stomach, mm-hmm. um, just as I get older uh and if I take certain things before I like eat or too early in the morning that's it but this it's like completely integrated into my routine it doesn't affect me negatively in a way where I'm like oh I I have to be careful or it doesn't taste good or I'm choking it down like none of that it's so simple as part of like my morning routine it doesn't even feel like an extra chore where often with like the supplements that I am taking like oh shoot I forgot I have to like force this down
0: if you're like us, I totally recommend you go check them out at magicmind.co slash hollyweird and join a community of go-getters. Mm. You can also use our discount code HollyWeird20. That's Hollyweird. 20 to get 40% off your first subscription or 20% off your first one time purchase. That's huge. That's very huge. Our 40% off code only lasts 10 days. So hurry up. Yes. We love sharing Magic Mind with our yeah. friends and our Hollyweird listeners. We're all coffee addicts and this has been helping us out a lot yeah. with our groggy mornings. Totally. We still drink our coffee. Oh, yeah.
1: Like at this point, it's just. I find it pleasurable. Like, I don't think I'm drinking coffee for any reason other than I'm addicted and I like it. Yeah. But this is, like, its own separate, it's, like, game-changing thing.
0: Yes, I highly agree. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm
1: never going to not drink coffee. Like, let's not get crazy. No.
0: No, I'll double-fist the damn thing. But
1: this is definitely a welcomed addition.
0: Once again, magicmind.co slash hollyweird. Love it. And join the club. Join us. Now let's, uh... Continue with this last big, scary studio. The big one. Oh, yes. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails recorded one of his memorable albums in the Sharon Tate house. Ugh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So according to AdamSteiner.uk, mm-hmm. read this article. It was really good. goes in depth of what happened in the house. And what was recorded and what happened after. So in 1992, Trent Reznor is traveling all over Los Angeles, trying to view homes mm-hmm. because he's trying to set up an Nat home studio before deciding to rent the house at 10050 Cielo Drive. Damn. It's an old movie star place built in the 1940s and owned by Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the scene of one of the most horrific crimes in history, the Sharon Tate Manson murders that occurred in August of 1969 that resulted in the murder of actress, pregnant actress Sharon Tate and her unborn child, hairstylist to the stars J.C. Brings, Folger's coffee heiress Abigail Folger and her companion Wojciech Frykowski along with Steve Parent.
1: Well, and we talked about this in, uh, we've talked about this before, Uh, the Manson murders were deeply motivated by the music industry. Exactly. His his deep obsession with being famous and being a recording artist and being in the music entertainment industry. And when that started falling through, his psychosis really manifested as rage towards that failure. So again... The only thing to blame for the murders is his psychosis. I'm not trying to say that, like, because he didn't make it in the music industry, but his...
0: Connection it, with the Beastie, bo- yeah, the beastie the the, Boys. Yeah. The beach Boys. Yeah,
1: but it, that really was, like, sort of the catalyst in his mind. Oh, yeah. Of what justified these horrific actions. So it's such an interesting, like, the music industry is so involved in that Murder. Oh,
0: we'll learn about other bands that help justify his mm-hmm. thought process. Draw. It's really crazy. Men, so therapy. You know, Seriously, Trent Reznor is definitely one of them. Uh, Trent Reznor moves in and then later calls the studio the Le Pig studio, mm. which would bite him in the ass Mm -hmm. you see the word pig was notably written in sharon tate's blood Mm -hmm. on the front door Mm -hmm. of the cielo drive home in 1969 the manson family members wrote phrases piggies death to pigs and helter skelter in Mm -hmm. their victims blood especially in the la bianca house and also in the tate house so why according to trent reznor Mm -hmm. he was naming the studio as as a mocking to the faux exoticism of Euro sounding naming of luxury homes. Right. That was just according to him. His actions had consequences, right. and Deborah Tate, the sister of Sharon Tate, called him out. And it would result in Reznor releasing a public apology to the Tate family and also to the public. Mm. According to him, he claimed to not understand that connotation. He didn't know. And I'm like, "Mm,
1: I don't believe that. But here's the thing. Even if I don't either. Again, he doesn't need my approval. But I don't personally believe that you wouldn't know the connotation, especially at that time in history. But even if you are ignorant, your ignorance is not a get out of jail free card for your... Hurting people by your ignorance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know. That's fine, but it actually is your job to educate yourself.
0: And I feel like on he those was. Educated. Yeah, I think that's not,
1: I don't think that's true. I think he's lying. But even if it were true, it is yeah. not an excuse. Exactly. You do not get to claim ignorance as a get out of jail free card for the problems and the hurt that your ignorance can cause. Absolutely. So. He he actually has no leg to stand on, in my opinion. I'm a huge fan. In case you can't tell, <laughs> that's right. I'm coming for everyone today.
0: <laughs> just l- just let that yeah. hair whip back and Girl, forth. It's, it's long. so long. It's, so it's long. very yeah. long. So why the pig connotation? Mm. That was something of a question of mine too that I wanted to seek out with this. Well, according to the article, Charles Manson had his followers write pigs, deck the piggies because it was a nod to songs from the Beatles' White Album that Manson mm-hmm. believed contained hidden mes- messages like we just said earlier. Men, everyone,
1: go to therapy. <laughs> go <Seriously>. to therapy.
0: <laughs> but despite that tasteless hiccup, Trent Reznor ends mm-hmm. up recording Nine yeah. Inch Nails' album Downward Spiral, which if you haven't listened to this, then we still can't be friends. Yeah, okay, iconic. I love that album. And ends up recording Marilyn Manson's famous album family values Mm. so did trent resner experience anything in the house i'm sure he has but according to an interview he did a while back he stated that he did have an early case of nerves little sounds would make me jump at first but after a while it was just like home the house Mm. didn't feel terrifying so much as sad Mm. peacefully sad but that could be just my own insanity
1: Right. And I mean, we talk about this so much often with the paranormal, especially it's what you bring to it as well. Mm -hmm. If you are in the active process of closing yourself off and ignoring what may or may not be right in front of you, then you won't, you will not see your experience or feel things. So I, I do believe that like if he was not open to the things that he was experiencing, if he was experiencing them, I think those experiences would lessen. Yeah, because I
0: Because he's totally not agree. open
1: to what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that.
0: Yeah. I've heard other people have had experiences there. Mm. Um, catering at events, working right. at events there. So, I mean, there are those accounts. But, yeah, you're right. If you're not open to whatever's going on there, then there could be other things that could possibly ha- be happening totally. around you that you could take slight notice to. Yeah. But not give it its full attention, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well... What happened to 10050 Cielo Drive? Mm -hmm. Like everything else in Los Angeles. It's torn down. It's bulldozed. Later, a mega mansion is built over the land, and it's owned by creator and producer of the hit family series, Full House.
1: I mean, you know me. I love Full House. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But...
0: Jeff Franklin moves in, he builds a ginormous mansion, changes the home address from 10050 Mm -hmm. to 10066 Cielo Drive. Mm -hmm. And Franklin has now listed the home for sale for a whopping $88 million. Of course he had to sell it because he got fired from having anything to do with Full House. There's some tea there.
1: Of the team, Exactly. Let's
0: just say he was escorted yeah. off of the lot.
1: We, d- we don't stand. Yes. I sample house for some reason. <laughs> I, d- I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't, but I love it. I can't help it.
0: So after the house is bulldozed, mm-hmm. what happened to all the the fixings, the wood panels, the windows, and that door? Well, mm-hmm. the notorious front door that was written, um, Pig and Sharon Tate's blood, now concealed under layers of paint, would be removed and was installed, get this, at Trent's new studio in New Orleans, which was a f- former funeral home where the Fragile album was recorded in 1999.
1: Shooketh. That is, that, that <laughs> is just asking for it. That, that is too much.
0: I remembered. I remembered yeah. when he moved there. Everybody went crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Half of the females in New Orleans were after him. I'm sure. And I was working at this clothing store called UAL. And there was this girl who, her, she claimed that her friend was dating him.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. But he was dating, like, he had a slew of women that he was sure. dating in the city, of course. But everybody wanted a piece of Trent. And um, I remember he was living in uptown he was living off of magazine street and mm-hmm. there was this really cool bar i think it's still there it's called buddha bellies uh-huh. and it was so cool it was a bar and laundromat obsessed it was perfect what you else do you need i uh, know that's all you need you do your laundry you can order a beer and a burger and then that's it i think literally had, all you need
1: i would never leave and
0: he would always go there and i was always a regular there and I, would,
1: ah. I would never see him Why? ever Why?
0: I have a story for you. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Obsessed. I mentioned the story on my TikTok. Yes. Um it's uh my mom, mm-hmm. Maria Mercedes Hi. called Trent Reznor Mr. Medium Man to his face. Oh my god. You ready? Yes. <laughs> Brew iconic serve
1: uh, iconic sip. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um so I can't remember. I think it was like in two thousand three, two thousand four. I am back home in New mm-hmm. Orleans. My mom and I decided to go see a film at the Palace, which is in Harahan. Yeah. And it's like 15 minutes away from the city. So um, we were in line in concessions, and there's this man in front of us, and he's just ordering popcorn and soda. So he's like, I need a m- two medium popcorns, a medium spread, a medium Pepsi, medium, medium. My mom was like, well, what does the medium look like? That guy is ordering a bunch of mediums stuff over there. So she stands next to him and is looking at the items of food and drink that he's ordering and he takes notice and she's like I'm so sorry is that a medium he's like oh yeah and is that a medium drink (laughs) and he's such a goober like the way he laughed was like yeah like that and my mom was like oh my goodness it's so big it's like I can't I can't tell if that's a medium and Trent looks at the popcorn looks at her like huh yeah, I know. I can't wait to see what the larch looks like. Hoo hoo, like that.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! My
0: mom does the most mom thing. She looks at him and is like, "I'm just gonna call you Mr. Medium, man." And the guy started bursting out in laughter, grabs his popcorn and his drink, wishes us a good evening, hope we enjoyed our movie.
1: Oh my god!
0: And I'm just standing there having a.
1: He's like, "What do you even do?" F-
0: fucking panic attack. And my mom is like, okay, I think we should split the medium family. Me. I'm like, I,
1: I love that she's so singularly <laughs> focused. She's like, I will get a medium, and I will know what it looks like. I'm just like, you're like, mom,
0: mom, mom, hey mom, mom, mom. Do you know who that was?
1: Moms don't give a fuck. No,
0: they don't. She's like, I, I, who? I was like, that man that you're talking to. Oh, that the Mr. Medium. I'm like, yes, his name is Trent Reznor. If
1: it's not Burt Reynolds on a bear <laughs> rug, they do not get. They up. don't. They fuck. do
0: not care. No. Yes.
1: Here for it. <laughs> I love it. that's so. Or you know, in good. Spanish,
0: in our Spanish culture, Elvis Crespo. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right.
1: Iconic. Yes.
0: All right. Suavemente fans mm. out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it was him, my mom would go crazy. She been crazy. Yeah. But right. I was like, that's Trent Reznor. That of nine-inch nails. Nine-inch nails. And yeah, she doesn't care. a merengue. I'm like, no, mom. It's <laughs> just. I don't know how. to, Damn yeah. it. Never no. mind. Just never mind. It's He's a musician. Not. He lives here. He's very famous. And he wears a lot of tight black clothing, yeah. or lack thereof. So she was just like, "I don't care." Yeah, no. Let's, let's order a medium drink and a medium.
1: And like that's such a mom thing, like right to his face. Like, <laughs> I want to know.
0: I can't. But the thing is, is, like I feel like as I a celebrity, know. they probably
1: love that because it's like, oh, I'm being treated like a normal human being. Human
0: being, and he was he was like a really good sport. Like he yeah, was really right. sweet. He was really really sweet. Just his laugh alone, I was like, he sounds like a bit of a goober. He's like, yeah. Yeah. like it was. <laughs> It's just the funniest thing, and my mom mom was just like just giggling with him, like "Oh, we go call you, Mr. Medium, man." I'm like, "Oh my god, mommy, do you stop? Yeah, stop! I'm ready to die in Palace Theater right now." And Trent Reznor, a little short. Just gonna say they all
1: are. That's the thing. He's a little short. Everyone lies about their height.
0: I know. I was like really shooketh. I was like, "You're almost the same height as my mom." Yeah,
1: everyone looks tall on TV. I know.
0: Oh yeah, apple crates. (laughs) So. What happened to the door now? Mm. There were rumors that after Mm. Reznor left to live in LA again, the house was destroyed. So his recording studio Mm. was destroyed um, in the flooding caused by Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And the door has since resurfaced and been bought by a Nine Inch Nails fan. Mm. And that's all that we got to say about Trent Reznor and the Sharon Tate house, along with these haunted LA music studios. Great story. Yes. Great little places with a lot of haunted history, right. and a lot of amazing albums that surface out of there. Yes, truly. Mm-hmm. Thanks, LA. Thank you, LA. <laughs> Thank you, Trent, for several albums, but yeah, not for the of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> flip yeah. pig studio. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna yeah, do? Right, exactly. Yeah. Sure so, guys. Let us know what you think about the episode. If you yes. heard any other stories in regards to haunted LA studios, yeah, and
1: we're just kind of giving a smattering because we've done episodes on like the Charlie Chaplin studios, uh the Jim Henson studio is quite a famous recording studio, uh, but we've done episodes on that, so it's sort of true. Like, you, you can know, listen. There, there's so many. Yeah, there's so recording many recording studios here. But these were like these are the these are the heavy hitters. Heavy hitters.
0: Yeah. Like these are like actual musicians who've gone there and had accounts Crazy. i
1: i want i want to know what dave all saw I really, oh
0: yeah and i think he he actually ended up living in a haunted house oh david i know he's been surrounded by i'm like it's knocking at your door david yeah but he's such a
1: genius so it's I like know. be on our podcast please. he's like on a different frequency you he know?
0: is guys
1: i think he's like the oh, god i just love him so much and it's, so him funny. At all costs.
0: it's so funny. Talk about movie theaters. My husband mm. ran into him at a movie theater. Right. Really, he was like he was really nice. Yeah. Complimented me on my shoes. He's just such a like
1: chill, down to earth really. human. And we used to see who him a lot. happens to be like no, he really the is most chill. Musician of our time.
0: We would always see him driving his Volkswagen van. Mm. It's like this. I think it was cherry red or yellow, but Charlie would always point it out. Yeah. And it, like you see him, his dark brown hair, yeah. his beard, and everything, just. Chilling, just it, vibing.
1: Him and Angeline. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> have you seen the Angeline show?
1: I haven't yet. I have,
0: I'm going to have to give you my password and username. Yeah, I like, so love good. Emmy
1: Rossum so much. I will always stand her. I think yeah. she's such a good actor. I have mixed feelings about these kinds of... The same thing with the Pam and Tommy show on Hulu. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just get like a weird... It just gives me some weird vibes sometimes. I don't know how I feel about that. Give it watching a chance. Them. Yeah.
0: Personally, there is this one episode in the series mm-hmm. where she sits in front of Hugh Hefner and mm-hmm. she puts him in his place. And yeah, I really, I that. was like, that is femme fatale for yeah. me right there. Come, Not like,
1: a Hugh fan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But she like stands her ground with him. Yeah. And I was like, that wasn't, that was an important totally. point in her life. She's like, I had to stand up to all this toxic masculinity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's sort of like the OG famous for being famous
0: Yeah, she really is. When I lived in WeHo, I would see her pink Corvette everywhere.
1: I think we mentioned this on a... Recent episode, but I lived right under her billboard that was over. Oh, yeah. In, like, By
0: Wilcox, right? Yeah.
1: <gasps> like, yes. when I first moved here, I was like, who the fuck is Angeline? Because I didn't know. i come really? here from Oh, I moved here from Indiana with like oh, literally yeah. no clue about like what this, like who this woman was. I was like, this seems like kind of desperate. I was like, oh, you've missed the point. The yeah. point is like notoriety for notoriety's sake. And yeah. then once I kind of understood the history of Angeline and her. Contribution to the city, and then like when I would see her, I'd be like, "Oh my God, it's the Corvette! Oh my God!
0: Oh my God, it's happening! It's Angeline Her big blonde hair, love it, iconic. She blocked me in my car at a pavilion's parking lot. (laughs) What
1: a gift!
0: I it was a gift. I was so pissed, and I turn, and it's her, and she's like, "Is everything okay, darling?" I'm like blank. blank, blank. I, I'm like, uh, yeah. no yeah. nothing everything's fine Angeline Miss Angeline I love yeah. you I'm going to climb over she's like oh okay I'm like I'm just going to climb over yeah. the the passenger window I don't I climbed Stop. Out of my car through the passenger window for Angelina. You're a better person than me. I'm like, yeah, fucking move your car. No, bitch. I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> oh, not Angelina. it's just like I have very little. When she opened for her mouth,
1: celebrities in my way. Really? Oh god, I get but very. But with her,
0: angry. I give her the pass. I was like, it's her. I don't know. It's just like Come growing off. up, learning about her. I know. Watching '80s films and seeing her, yeah. I was like, no, Earth Girls are so easy. I just remembered her in that Hilarious. film. But yeah. I really, I liked it. I like the show. Let oh, us know man. what you thought about the show, Angeline, yes. if you've seen it too. Okay, guys. It's about that time to yes. wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning into yes. our episode of Haunted Los Angeles Music Studios. If you love Holly Weird Paranormal, stalk us on our website, mm-hmm. www.hollyweirdparanormal.com and you can find us on Facebook and on TikTok, along with what else? What else? Twitter. Twitter. We're at HWP Podcast on Twitter and at Hollywood Paranormal on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And if you have a couple of more minutes, just go onto Apple Podcasts, rate and write a really great review because it helps us, you know, become a little more visible. Mm-hmm. Us indie podcasters. You gotta, you gotta make it work. Gotta make it work somehow. Yeah. Because a lot of these celebrities are coming out with their podcasts. Yeah, I mean, it's a very
1: <laughs> saturated market and, you know, we're just two gals in the valley trying to... Yes. Do our little thing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does, It that's the thing is like, you know, it is a little hat in hand, but it does help so much. And like, if you enjoy our content, it helps other people enjoy it as well. Um, and you know, it's, it's supporting small content creators. It is. Like, I, again, no shade to anyone who's like a mega content creator, but they aren't needing the exposure in the way that like smaller content creators are. That's right. just the nature of the game. So it, it does. It helps us out a lot.
0: It does. And uh, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon yes. member, feel free to head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Paranormal. And for as little as $1 or more per month, mm-hmm. you can support the podcast, help us with our hosting site, yes. help us with our goodies. And that's another thing. A couple of you guys just signed up to be our Patreons. That's oh, so sweet. A couple weeks ago, I s- sent you messages. We want to send you goodies. Send us your addresses so you can get mm-hmm. your stickers, your coasters, your magnets, and your pins, and a cute little note with a ghost playing with the Ouija board. And a little kissy. It's a little kissy, <laughs> yes. And a keychain, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, you I get all it. these goodies just as a thank you. So hop on over to Patreon. Take a gander. You'll automatically be inducted into our Saturday Night Ghost Club, yes. which is a secondary secret podcast where you get to hear ghost stories from our friends. Barbers, yeah. hairstyle. Everywhere we go, someone has a story, and we recorded for Saturday Night Ghost Club. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. Stay well, yeah. but most of all, stay Holly weird. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say? Bye, <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Let's watch Angeline Oh God. <laughs>